welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast and a new episode of Throne Watch. I am Larry, as always, and this week I am joined by frequent collaborator here on the Throne Watch series, Pat. Hi, Pat. Hey, Larry. How's it going? It's going all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It was a pretty interesting episode, and I'm excited to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so it is Sunday night once more, which means it is time to discuss uh, the latest episode, sorry, of House of the Dragon, the HBO prequel series. And we are here at episode nine. And I have to say, going into the episode... I more or less knew kind of what they were, what was going to take place in this episode. So I kind of figured we're not getting a Game of Thrones style episode nine. There's no, unless they really changed something. Right. I don't, I don't know where they can add a death in here uh, to really shock the folks or any sort of big traumatic event. And they didn't. So Mm kind of played out exactly as anticipated. How did you feel about the episode overall? I thought it was really good. It was definitely a big change, like pace wise, than the last few have been. There haven't been, obviously, there wasn't as much interaction. There wasn't even like Team Black at all, pretty much, except for Rainus. Um, but yeah, it was it was a slow burn kind of, but I think it worked intentionally to kind of help build up the kind of creeping feeling of the war is about to happen and we're kind of quietly starting it by installing Aegon. So I thought it worked really well for the episode actually. Yeah. I think it was a definitely a slow bird episode, a real chess piece style episode. Mm-hmm. And whew, all right, well we pick up, there's no time jump here. Literally they <laughs> jump right in. This is basically the morning after King Viserys's death. Yeah, I really loved, yeah, oh god, yeah, after he had an amazing episode to send him off, um, this episode, I loved the symbolism just kind of going throughout the castle, like we mm-hmm. see the throne, and we're going through hallways, and it's just kind of barren and dark and sad. <laughs> <laughs> I only wish we had seen some rats uh, kind of scurrying around in there, but um, yeah, it was a cold opening, and then we kind of see Alicent get word that King Viserys had died. And pretty much immediately she goes and talks to her dad. And she tells him what we all feared she would tell him. That on his dying breath, Viserys wanted to change his mind and name Aegon as the heir. Which we know is not true yeah Uh, (laughs) horrible misunderstanding um now how did you feel about just kind of the somber opening and her first interaction with her dad laying down those plans well it was kind of tough because i really like viserys kind of endeared himself to me over the past i don't know seven episodes uh eight episodes and it was it was I thought a nice quiet way to kind of show that he was gone and then Allison you know she was genuinely shocked she was genuinely confused about what he told her which is oh just terrible to know that some such horrible stuff is going to happen because she misunderstood what a dying man was saying but uh it's just this kind of started the scene what becomes pretty apparent throughout the whole episode and has been like obviously hinted at throughout the series, the, the difference between Allison and Otto, as far as what they want and how they go about things and who's really in control of who. And I thought it was a nice way to set that all up and kind of establish that this was going to be a high tower team green episode. So. Yeah. I believe because HBO doesn't like to upload titles right away. I do believe I saw like somebody posted a list and this one was called the green council. Oh yeah. Makes um, sense. So, uh, so this has been kind of a hot topic amongst people who have read the books, specifically mm-hmm. the book is how that misunderstanding at Viserys's death and the, the debate on if it is a good thing or not, because it kind of takes away some of Allison's like decision making here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it because she just misunderstood what Viserys said. And that that does not that's not what happens. Uh, she just kind of pushes through and wants to name her son king. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> in the book, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll say this episode really once again. I think they're doing a good job at least on this front, but uh, I don't know of making mm-hmm. Alicent a much more uh, empathetic character, someone you can understand. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Endearing you to her, even as. You know, the team she surrounds herself with move forward with treachery. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's moving with them, but in a more sympathetic role here. Kind of just along for the ride. Because in the next scene, we see them in the the (laughs) small council chamber. Yep. And good old douchebag Lannister there, (laughs) uh, piping up from the back. Yeah. kind of was like oh okay so the king is dead are we gonna move forward with our plan and Otto is just like yes we have to move forward with the plan as scheduled let's do this and Allison is like taken completely off guard she's like yeah Wait, uh I meant to you're telling me that you know the small council has been like scheming to put Aegon on the throne while my husband was still alive um, and then we get Lord Beesbury, who is like, no, I won't stand for this. This is treason. This is <laughs> not right. And Kristen Cole once again loses his temper and kills somebody. In oh, Cold my Red. God. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Allison, as it's going on, you know, Otto. So all that Otto's been preaching. Otto has been saying over and over to Alicent, Rhaenyra will kill your kids. Rhaenyra will kill your kids. Mm-hmm. And then we see as soon as he's making a play, he orders to kill Rhaenyra mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and her family. And Alicent, to her credit, is like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, hold on. Uh, that is not what my husband would want. You all know damn well he loved that girl. He loved his daughter with like all of his might. Uh, and we're, no. I will not have her killed. Uh, <laughs> so how'd you feel about that scene in that oh. damn small council chamber? I'm I'm proud that people were standing up to what was happening. I'm also, I was surprised that Alicent was not at all aware of these machinations going on in the background that presumably have been happening for a very long time of if or when Viserys dies, we have to make these moves immediately. Like, I'm sure that's been something that's been in the work for a very long time. She's obviously been kept in the dark about it, despite the fact that she spends so many dinners with Laris Strong, who seems to know everything about everything. So yeah. it was interesting to see her so taken aback. And then obviously, uh, Sir Kristen Cole just can't help himself, but cause it's complete chaos wherever he goes. One like little thing sets him off immediately kills someone um sir westerling love him (laughs) i'm like thank you uh he reminds me of sir barristan and i'm like yes (laughs) i know he threw that white cloak down he's like there's no king here i'm not taking part in this whatever y'all are doing i'm so glad he stood up to Kristen too finally Mm -hmm. because it's been building like that actor Uh, Graham McTavish, I think, is the actor from the Hobbit movies yeah. who plays him, and he hasn't really been given like that many like scenes of like big dialogue. But he was doing a lot with a little in this episode, and I thought he was fantastic. I wish we could see what happened of him. Yeah, uh, because they were throwing all of Rhaenyra's supporters yeah. in prison <laughs> or killing them um, yep. quickly, and although he didn't specifically say he supported Rhaenyra I mean he you get the vibe. didn't support them <laughs> yeah. he did support them for sure so I'm surprised they didn't just snatch him up and throw him maybe they thought we can't take him I don't know mm. um, <laughs> seemingly let him go yeah. um, but then yeah then we start seeing all of the fallout the greens start tossing folks in jail they do say with Alicent too are like alright so we gotta have crown Aegon the king immediately and we need the whole realm to see it basically so mm-hmm. they start rounding up Rhaenyra supporters tossing them in jail 
we ha- see them like making people bend the knee to Aegon. A couple of houses are like, uh, no, we won't. And they get taken away. Lord Caswell, though, who had earlier been shown to be a Rhaenyra supporter, uh, tries to be strategic. Uh, you see, like, he's, like, real fidgety, but he decides to bend the knee so that he could try to get out and escape. Mm. Uh, <laughs> too little, too late. Quite work out for him, unfortunately. Because yeah. <laughs> um, there's good old Laris watching all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they call for Prince Aegon. And at this point, we're seeing Alicent basically like fighting her father politically at least uh she's like knowing that she has to like beat her father to the punch now because he's is a way of no mercy and that's not really how she wants to move forward Mm -hmm. so (laughs) he sends the twins out to go and find Aegon. she gets word and she tells Kristen cole to go find him first and bring him to her and aemond is like let me go with Kristen, and i'll help him out but as we know, Aemon's low-key has his own plan <laughs> that he's kind of scheming to the side. Yep. Um, so they're all on this witch hunt. That's like a good part of the middle part of this episode is this witch hunt to find Aegon wherever he is in Flea Bottom in whatever kind of debaucherous place yeah. he can be found <laughs> at. Oh my God. And then we get to this location where they are fighting children in the pits. Yeah, that was intense. That was very intense. (laughs) They file their nails, and we see these two twins start to really show that they're not really a unified front at all. One of them is like, look, this is where Aegon likes to go. This is the type of BS he is into. We cannot let them do this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We cannot help put this crazy person on the damn throne. And his brother's like, no, no, no. Like, no. Uh, (laughs) Basically, just keep (laughs) shutting him down. But Mizaria finds her way back into the story again mm-hmm. after last week. And she sends her own little bird of sorts to let them know, hey, she's not going to meet with you. But uh, the white worm would like to speak with the hand of the king. And she will exchange the prince accordingly. Oh, I loved this scene, though, with Mazaria really playing hardball with Otto. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> One, I love that we got to see kind of a moral compass to her character, too. Yeah. Because um, she's like, no, look, y'all have been turning a blind eye to these little children. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> you need to stop it. Yeah. Like, that's what I, that's the promise I want from you here and now. And we know mm-hmm. damn well Otto is not going to do a thing about it. He don't care. No. Um. But she's like, just, re- oh, and when she got him, because he's like, are you just a minion or who are you? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your king's death. He was gagged. I mean, he, <laughs> he was like, oh, damn. Uh, okay, pass her the money, I guess. Woo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's not afraid of anyone. I mean, no, she's... and she told him, she told him, right? She's like, I could have killed Aegon and mm-hmm. y'all wouldn't have been the wise. I could have slit his throat or had anything done to him and thrown him into the streets. It's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could have ended your whole little scheme right then and there. So be remember as you do your little plan here. Who is who's the one who let you do, make it happen? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how'd you feel about them? One, kind of roaming the streets looking for Aegon, and then two, that whole scene with Mazaria. Oh, I loved them going looking for him because not only did it show a lot about Aegon as a character. I mean, we've seen and heard things about him that are not great. You know, his initially we, I mean, one of the first times we see him as like a young adult, he's masturbating in a window. And then the next time we see him as an adult, we hear about how he raped someone. So it's, we know that he's not a great person and he's probably prone to go to all sorts of horrible places. We see one of his Uh, bastard children like we really got to learn a lot about him despite him not actually being present in those scenes and i love that not only did we learn about Aegon, but aemond we got more from him about how he feels and obviously he's a trained warrior he has the biggest living dragon like he believes and he's thought this since he was a kid as we saw that he would be better as a king he would he would do better with the responsibility so I liked that this whole search for Aegon, we really got to learn 
a lot about both of those brothers um, in different ways. And as far as the white worm plot line going on, I mean, ever since she first, we first saw her with Damon on Dragonstone, or was it, no, we first saw her King's Landing, yeah, whenever, yeah. King's Landing, um, one of the two. Uh, yeah. She's She's always shown that she's not intimidated by these royals. She's not afraid to be, you know, in cahoots with these people in different ways, or she's not afraid to be pissed at Damon. And she's obviously not afraid to talk down to Otto. And she's just this powerful character. And when she's talking about protecting the kids and stuff, she really reminds me of like Varys from game of Thrones, where I don't really know if this is her motive, but she seems to at least care somewhat about the common good, about the lesser people, quote unquote, than the Royal family and all that. So I really like her character a lot. Um, and I thought this was a great showing for her and showing how powerful she actually is. Yeah, no, I agree. And yeah, I do love that we really got that insight into Amon as well. Uh, when he was so eager to go help, uh, little did we know he was like, mm, maybe I can make sure Aegon stays lost. <laughs> right? <laughs> That'll be good for me. <laughs> right? I was like, oh my. Yeah. Um, He's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... Uh, we didn't really see her at the dinner, but I guess she just went to bed. I thought she had flown back to Driftmark after Vaymund got his head sliced in half. But apparently Rainey's was still in the Red Keep. Unfortunately, and yeah. She got trapped um, and she was on, you know, she was on game pretty quick. It was just a little too late because she was stuck in her room. But Alicent comes in. This is after she kind of gets a second resolve. It's after speaking with her father. She gets a little bit more confident, actually, with her mm -hmm. herself uh, several times throughout this episode. But she comes in and is like, Rainies, come on over, girl. I know you've been supporting Rhaenyra as, as well as all of Driftmark has been supporting Rhaenyra. But what has that really gotten you? And she mm -hmm. really tries to play that up to Rainies. But obviously, Rainey's is not really having it. And she's like, girl, what are you talking about? But Allison, I mean, she put it on thick. She's like, let's just let's cut through it all. You should have been the queen and you would have been a better <laughs> queen than my husband was king. And I'm like, look, I don't disagree with you. Right, there, right. I'm not going to lie. Um, you're, you're right. I think so. <laughs> um, but she's like really trying it. And she's like, look, sometimes we just have to try and keep the peace and Rainey's is like what are you talking about so by keeping me hostage here is you keeping the peace like mm -hmm. girl save it like this is too much <laughs> Ooh, but then Rainey's really got Allison I loved that whole speech that she kind of gave to her leading up because we saw that moment in one of the early trailers where she whispers to Allison have you never envisioned yourself on the iron throne yes yep and I've been waiting for that moment and yep. it did not let me down <laughs> the whole speech leading up where she's like girl here you are in front of me doing the work of men left right and center that's what <laughs> that's what defines your entire personhood yeah um and so she has Allison just like shook and Allison's like, all right, you know what? Let me get out of here. Make up your mind, and I'll be back. Uh <laughs> How'd you feel about that moment with Rainey's uh, and Allison? I just love her so much. She's like, every time she gives like a good one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone where she's mostly dominating the conversation, like she did in one of the early episodes with Rhaenyra, like anytime she gets a chance to really speak her mind to someone, and it totally gets them to reflect on like the actual reality of like themselves and the situation. I think she's a perfect character to do that to people where they go into the room thinking they're in control. And by the time they leave the room, they're kind of like, Oh, <laughs> whoops. Yeah. Shouldn't have talked to her or badly about her husband either. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, she... Eve best has just this really great, um, aura about her right from the get-go yep, to bring phenomenal. the rainies and then the dialogue she gets is also really fantastic so just the whole package is good yep well then they find they get are given 
Aegon. <laughs> she has like stashed him underneath <laughs> this like mural. Uh, I don't know if that was a high septon or the, uh, some sept of yeah. some sort. Um, she's like put him underneath there <laughs> and the twins drag him out and they're like, no, nah, we got to bring you to your grandfather. And Aegon is literally running away <laughs> trying to escape being the king he yeah. doesn't want it so bad <laughs> multiple times he is like put me he tells his brother later put me on a damn ship and send me away like right. i don't want to do this and it's just like ugh, allison that's what's frustrating even in moments like this episode where she does come across better than pretty much all the people around her like her father you're still so frustrated because you're like, Allison, you know how terrible he would be as a king. You know how terrible of a person he is. Yep. You run around here hooting and hollering, screaming and yelling about duty and about honor and about, you know, all of these decency while you uphold this trash. Um but he, he tries to run away. His brother catches him. And again, if Kristen Cole wasn't there, yeah. I think Amund would have said, you know what? You're right. Let's throw you on a boat and send you away. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he was looking at him like, ooh, I want to do it so bad. But yeah. Kristen came strolling down to uh. grab him. But Alicent kind of gets the one up on her father. They bring Amund or Aegon back to her. And she has this really great moment, too, with her father, where he tries to be like, oh, why are we playing games? Me and you, it's, you know, we're upholding Hightower. We're of one mind and one Ugh. heart. Ugh. And she's <laughs> like, you know what? No, we're not. Like, yep. you've been manipulating me from the start. And um, no, I don't, I don't go with what you want to do. I don't want to kill Rhaenyra. I'm going to send her a peace terms that she can agree to rather than just going and trying to murder her. I don't want a bloodshed. I don't want a war to put my son on the throne, which by putting your son, like, girl, you are still usurping the throne. Right, yeah, it's, it's like, the slightly less itself. bad. <laughs> yeah, the act of putting your son there regardless is, is going to cause a war, but at least she wasn't, like, down and ready to just murder from the jump. Right, but yeah. I thought this was one of Allison's best moments of the whole season. Was yep what she says to her father i was like "Ooh, finally girl this is what i've been waiting to hear from you yep yeah this yeah, is the one this is that? the first time i think this is the first time the whole series that i really was kind of like i think it was because the whole episode it was allison surrounded by all these people that she has on her team most of whom are all terrible people and compared to some of them i feel like she seemed like the lesser evil that is still doing shady bad things but does feel bad about it. She clearly did love Viserys to some degree or another. Um, she's clearly been manipulated by her father for so long and recognizes that and maybe took some of Rhaenys's words to heart. And she knows that she's kind of been, you know, pushed around her whole life and put in these situations that she's, you know, done her duty. Um, but this was the first time I think when she wasn't so gung-ho to like yeah let's just do a complete overthrow let's go to dragonstone let's go murder Damon and rhaenyra and all of them like the fact she wasn't all about that and she was kind of shocked and disgusted about that plan to begin with at the beginning of the episode i really started to not like her per se but i started to be like oh maybe you're not as awful as sometimes i feel like you are <laughs> like you know I, I felt more for her in this episode, I think because they gave us the time to focus more on her without Rhaenyra, like nearby or in the room, where we got to see her from a slightly different perspective. Yeah, I I actually thought, you know, knowing what was on its way, this was going to be like the final nail in the Alicent coffin for like the folks who have kind of been teetering. Right. And instead, it kind of brought us back to almost the middle ground with her. Uh, they, they, they did so much. I was like, okay, well, yeah. this is, they're doing a lot with Allison, I see. Doing a lot for her. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
But then we see one of the twins, the more conflicted twin. I, I even get their damn names mixed up. I'm like, Lord, because <laughs> their names are very similar too. Yeah. Uh, Eric is the one that stays with the greens. And then I forget the, the, the one who goes over to the black's name. Mm-hmm. But he sneaks in and is like, Rainies, come on. We're busting you on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they say, all right, let's get you out, girl. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I was like, Rainies, you couldn't put your hair down for this because that damn little like cape thing was sitting so high up on yes, her head. Yes, it was. Bump in her hair. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you can't even cover your face, Rainies. Take the hair down for once. Yeah, what's the point uh, of the hood? <laughs> right? Like, okay, girl. But they get down there and they're moving toward a coronation. So they're wrangling up all these people of King's Landing. Those poor them people. Up to the- to the dragon pit and amongst this she gets separated from him but she notices that it is leading to the dragon pit they're doing honestly this seemed quite strange to me in general that they did this ceremony at the dragon pit the dragon pit yeah i thought the same the throne room yeah i was um, trying to remember as it was happening i was thinking back to game of thrones i'm like okay when when like tommen was crowned where was that and i'm like okay that was the throne room cersei was the throne room joffrey was the third room i'm like okay i guess the targaryens used to do stuff differently um maybe but, they they wanted the dragons present in some way i guess <laughs> i mean i guess it's bigger like it's huge yeah. inside of that dragon pit so maybe sure. that's why but i was like if a dragon escapes, like we see near the end of this episode, but if one were to just escape on its own, right? Yeah. I mean, you're in danger. You're setting uh, off like, a bomb. <laughs> Hello, yeah. we have lethal creatures in this same dragon pit with us right here, right now. But she had kind of mentioned earlier, like, I want my dragon. Where's Maylee's? I don't want to yeah. leave here without her. Yep. And so she sees that the crowd is being kind of herded to the dragon pit. So she's like, you know what? Okay. I'll go watch. I'm going to pick up my dragon <laughs> before I go. <laughs> let, me, let me go on. I'll go with you. Cool. This is actually what I wanted in the first place. Sounds good. <laughs> then we see uh, Aegon and his mom on their way to the damn <laughs> ceremony. Oh, man. And he's once again, like, I mean, he's speaking some sense to her. Because, again, because it makes no sense. Like, these very no. said, like, Aegon tells her. It makes no sense that randomly his last words after 20 years of being steadfast and adamant of Rhaenyra being his successor, (laughs) that he changes it for you uh, on his deathbed. I kind of wish, that's the other thing I wish, is they really made it that she completely misunderstood. And it felt last week at least that it was more of a willful misunderstanding and maybe it was just so she was so far in her resolve but they did i wish they had given us a little bit more of that like getting so far into your own resolve she just wanted to heard what she wanted to hear because that's not what he said i mean he never told her those words that's what she came out of there with and started spouting them but yeah she heard what she wanted to hear not what was said to her and she didn't even understand she she said it as much she was like what are you talking about and Sarah was like okay uh, but they really made her double down on just being like that's what he told me and like yep. that seems to just be what she understands um but he's like nah i don't even think dad liked me like, <laughs> he's not wrong i don't me, think <laughs> um and then she shows him that dagger i'm like does Aegon can he even read valerian i don't think so Probably so what what good is that dagger for him? Right. I don't even think Viserys talked to any of his other children except for Rhaenyra about that prophecy because obviously, as we know, uh, he thought it was her that was meant to be. So, yep. hello. So <laughs> they're on their way, but he kind of, I don't know, that gives him resolve. I forgot though, before they headed out, I remember yep. just now. That damn scene with Allison and Laurie. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, God. Oh, Let me just take God. off my so... shoes real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> At first, I, yeah, I was like, what is going on? So <laughs> she's like, what do you want now, Laris? Like, this is after she talks to her dad. She's kind of just annoyed at that moment. <laughs> she's over it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't you want to know how your dad is figuring all this mess out before you do? And then he pauses. And, I, and then she sits down and she just like kicks off her shoes, which I did. 
but when she puts him on the table, that's when I was like, oh, yeah. this is what we're doing? Yeah. Not, you know, this is her quarters or whatever. No, yep. no, that's not. Yeah, she's so not just lounging. <laughs> they took that so far, though. Like, yep. then she takes off the stockings, and then she starts, like, I don't know, putting them up on the thing, and they show him put his hand underneath his, like, yep. damn little whatever. I was yep. like, oh, my Lord, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> so since one of your feet is all, like club footed right so you, now you got a foot fetish apparently oh my. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. that scene was too much i was like oh my god i cannot yeah. believe we're doing this foot fetish. yeah you could tell from scene. like previous episodes that he was like it seemed like he was like infatuated by her and like was doing it for her yeah. for more than but like i didn't expect this <laughs> And that's just another thing. Her roaming around, talking about decency all the damn time. Right. And here she is, like, kind of, you know, participate. Look, if you have fetish, whatever, I'm just yep. saying, don't run around and preach at other people and then be doing stuff like this in the background with a man that you're not involved with other yep. than favors for his work. Yep. But he basically is like, look, I can take out the white worm if you'd like. <laughs> that's the whole point of his conversation is your dad's got spies including spies that are looking at you so if you want i can kill her and then we see her place on fire do yep. you think that's the end of the white worm i highly doubt it uh considering like how much she's been built up and in this episode included as like a, a very real uh power player in king's landing so i highly doubt that he was able to do that i think he got pretty lucky with how he took out his his family in that same way but i don't think she would um be taken out that way yeah yeah so i guess we'll see about that yeah but then we get to the crowning the big the big moment of the episode of all this fanfare Aegon comes in. Uh, (laughs) they play actually the the same theme they played when allison entered the wedding earlier this season like the greens theme uh which i found interesting that they didn't play a targaryen like theme yeah yeah i mean it's very it's very (laughs) telling you know that's kind of got the high tower uh um supremacy to it (laughs) yeah like we go with the greens full on now so he enters in they do their whole little spiel thing and then when he gets crowned, he chooses, or well, actually, Allison chose to get the crown that Aegon the Conqueror wore, not his yeah. father's. Yep, that still says and, a lot. Yeah, they put that on his head, and once the crowd starts cheering, suddenly Aegon wants to be king. Yeah. Like, okay, here we go. Here we go with this fool. Okay, yep. now. Yep. He changed his tune real quick. He pulled out his sword. I'm like, oh, God. Okay, now. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of sympathizing with his plight of not wanting to be king for a while because it's like he was raised with the belief that he would never, ever be king, no matter what. So he's just spent his life in his own awful debauchery and now all of a sudden he's he wants he's supposed to be king he knows it's probably a bunch of bull that it's even happening but the second that crowns on he goes oh this actually feels nice and i like nice things so i'm just gonna enjoy it because why not like that's his whole spiel as he just wants pleasure I agree. So they've done something. I think they did something interesting with Aegon where obviously they show you he's a wretched person. Um, But since I don't want him on the throne, I still kind of, I don't know, was on board with his character because he didn't want the throne. (laughs) Right. Yes. Like, I agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I could also kind of understand, like, okay, Aegon. And then when he flipped that switch, I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, now I'm fully done with your ass. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just burn. <laughs> just go away. Like, yeah. please. Um, I, I also I, hate the me. way the crown looks. I, I like the crown when it wasn't on his head. It looked cool. When they put it on his head, I'm like, I don't like how that looks. <laughs> it's a small thing, but I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> that looks heavy. I was like, oh my God, that crown is yeah. severe. I mean, I guess it's old. They had to make it out of some real strong material yeah. back in the day. But, yep. uh, That's that conquest love, metal. <laughs> yeah. I did love the way Helena just kind of looked not about it. 
Right. Like, yeah. She knows. She knows. Stage. She's so she's proud like, <laughs> of her oh, husband. She hates so much. Yeah. She's like, what in the world? This boy. She's is probably king. Like... like she wasn't happy to be queen or nothing. She was no. Just like, oh, God. She's like, please give me a vision of his death or something, please. Like I'm but just. She repeated. She repeated the same. So we didn't get a new vision. She just mm. repeated the beast under the board. Yeah. Um, yep. She just got more emphatic, and she didn't want her mom to touch her either. She's like, nope. "No, nah, get off me!" I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh. <laughs> "She's this a really why interesting we like one. you, girl." <laughs> yeah, I, she's this like my favorite one. Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but through all of this, the crowd starts cheering, and then Rainy sneaks off to the side. Yeah, and as you know, he's over here doing his whole little, you know, playing up to the crowd spiel. Boom, that floor yeah. <laughs> comes rumbling out. The folks start spreading, and a dragon emerges from beneath. It is the Red Queen herself, Maylees. This is the first time we've really seen her. We got yeah. to see her once um, flying earlier. Um, but this beautiful red dragon pops up on out of there. Everybody is running for the doors. They're sh- shook. They don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> As the dust starts clearing in her armor, I was like, "Okay, girl, where did you have this armor?" I was wondering out? that. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe she did put it on before she snuck out because she was like, "Shit, I'm about to be going into danger." Sure, and yeah. Armor was sneaking out the city. Yep. Uh, but in her armor, looking glorious, yep. Rainies on the back of Maylis emerges. Allison is like, "Oh." fuck like, <laughs> um really all of them are like oh uh what do we do what do we do and she takes maylee's up to that stage uh allison braces herself for death she braces to mm-hmm. just get burned alive right then and there but in the end rainy just sends a warning shot if you will mm-hmm. uh gives a nice roar and then leaves and that is how we ended the episode. Oof. What an ending. How'd you feel about all that? <laughs> How'd you feel about Rain- Rainies uh, and Maylies coming up? It was kind of funny because the whole episode had been kind of like a slow burn and build up that I kind of just was like, I think I wasn't really expecting anything like big action wise to like happen. And then when the floor just gave out and there's an explosion and the dragon comes out, I'm like, <laughs> you really felt it. And there was a wide shot in particular where it was approaching the whole family of green, the green team. Yeah. And you just see how small they were in comparison. And it's like one word from her and they all would have been dead. And you really feel dead. that. Like you really feel that in that moment. And you could feel Allison was resigned to that. She closed her eyes and she's like, all right, I guess this is how I die. But you know, I, I think from Rainey's perspective, this it's not her place to do that. I think she thinks that needs to be Rhaenyra um, to actually get rid of these people. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, part of, I was wondering, because I was like, okay, I mean, I guess the boys are what, her second cousins? Because Viserys was her cousin. Was her cousin, yep. Yeah, second cousin. So the two sons would have been her second cousin. And there's a, you know, there's a stigma uh, not to Laris, but to other folks about yeah. kin slaying yep. uh, in this world, and obviously our world too. You just, nobody wants to be killing their family. You, no. you look down <laughs> upon if you kill somebody, particularly your own family. It's true. Um, so I, I, part of me was thinking maybe she didn't do it for that reason. Uh, I don't know. I mean, low key, I look, I'm ready. I was like, Dracarys! <laughs> <laughs> I said, light that stage up, Rainy. Because um, let's be real. She, I mean, I guess maybe a different war would have erupted, possibly yeah. a revolt or something. Like maybe because when uh, that's the thing, obviously, part of what Game of Thrones tried, <laughs> tried to do with the dragons yeah. later, because uh, they don't really bring that on early, even through season six. You know, the mm-hmm. dragons are just seen as these kind of majestic awe-inspiring creatures that entire time it's not really until season seven that they try to like more readily finagle the idea of how dangerous and fear how much they instill fear in people but they don't do it very effectively in that (laughs) you don't say (laughs) (laughs) 
I think part of it is if she, you know, those people were scared as hell and that dragon just burst through the, the damn floor. And of course you'll be scared as hell. There's a humongous dragon who could kill everyone up in here easily. Yep. Yep. Uh, doesn't, you know, maybe didn't kill or at least intentionally. I mean, somebody had to have died. Oh, I'm sure there had to at least be like a couple <laughs> dozen deaths for sure. <laughs> she didn't mean to kill anybody. I don't think, uh, no. but she did. Um, but part of it is if she had used those dragons to torch the royal family right there like yeah. that, uh, I think it would have probably caused a revolt amongst people. And yep. they would have been like, no, 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 no. And then I also do think it would have made Rhaenyra's claim harder because yep. they would have been like, oh, she's usurping. She killed her family right. to take the throne. Exactly. And uh, even if she had no part in it. <laughs> and all these, all the public, the public has no idea about a lot of this conspiring and all this backstabbing. Like, from their perspective, it would just look like Rain is just, like, assassinated because so many people. <laughs> Lord, I know. Yeah, they don't even know. They're like, girl, what is wrong with this woman? No. They don't know that she was escaping. Like, they had had her ass prisoner and might have killed her. Uh, like, because they were mm-hmm. doing, she saw the Rhaenyra supporters hanging in the Red Keep as she was leaving so all those people from king's landing are just excited to be there you know they don't they're they're totally on board with it because like whatever (laughs) yeah they don't know they're like okay uh sure we have a new king yeah great this is exciting (laughs) kind of like again the the point daenerys herself makes in game of thrones about the wheel Mm -hmm. Uh, you know that's kind of how they view it is like fine there's a new monarch on the top nothing changes our life is still gonna be shit (laughs) whichever targaryen gets on that throne you know that doesn't matter Uh, so they're they're like okay yay pomp and circumstance until a dragon bursts through the damn floor (laughs) see that's why i'm like some of these people in the in the damn city they need to be i mean i guess they had no choice this time they were literally wrangled in there but i don't know if i'm not a targaryen you're not gonna catch me inside the dragon pit like no. what 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 am i going in there for to get roasted to get eaten like why are you taking me in there no thank you yeah. no uh much like the red keep in season eight if they're like oh you know the queen who blew up the sept earlier uh gonna protect you if you come in the walls of the red keep what are you out of your mind so i can get blown up no i'm not going legitimate. anywhere near that crazy woman are you guys crazy um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, though, do you wish Rainey's had killed him? Or do you prefer her decision to, to just scare and fly away? I mean, me personally, I just would have loved to have seen the majority of those people <laughs> get, get taken out. If the flames could have somehow missed Helena, maybe, like, <laughs> then, then, like, sure, the rest of them could kind of, especially Chris and Cole, take him out. Um, but... Yeah, I, from a personal point, I would have loved to have seen them get killed. But at the same time, I think she made the probably the best long term decision, even if it is gonna inevitably lead to a war. Um, I think that she made a choice that I probably would have made in her position. I don't think I would have been able to just kill all those people right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a. It's a lot. That's a di- that's another big change from from the book. Uh, oh, is it? She, I don't even. She's not even in King's Landing when all this goes down. Gotcha. She's, just, she's off on doing her own thing, and it's just like the only reason Rhaenyra even finds out that her dad has died is because someone like sneaks away and gets the message over there, and uh, like Team Green doesn't mm. even realize that Rhaenyra knows uh, for a hot minute. So, so how we'll long? See. How long was this episode? Like, take was this? all over the course of like a day or so right yeah this is like uh this is like a day or two that they they quick yeah they threw that coup together to usurp and steal the throne away quick yeah Yeah. (laughs) no playing around they just (laughs) ran in Um, i just love that the two agons we've met in like the two game of thrones shows including john are just straight up like i don't want it (laughs) like even when people are like handing it to them i don't want it Yeah, that name from the Conqueror, uh, it did not pass down his same spirit. Oh, so, no, definitely not. Uh, 
Yeah, he was like, let me take over this whole land. And right. Like, nah, I'm good. Thanks, yeah, so, no, bro. No. I'm good. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, this, this I was I was dying, was... though. My my wife, when they pulled Aegon out from underneath the like little crypt place um, in the sept, she for a second thought that it was like where Viserys was buried, and she thought he was somehow still alive. <laughs> She's like, no, don't tell me. And then <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. He's dead. He's definitely dead oh, this could time. Can you imagine? Oh my God! He felt the the chaos erupting. He came back from the grave one last time to help Rainier. I wouldn't put it past him. I love that oh man. My God. I mean, listen. No, so this episode definitely set it all up. It's it it made it out. I'm glad to be kind of the tragedy it is because the Dance of Dragons is ultimately just one big old kind of tragedy. Yeah. And this kind of cemented it, particularly with Allison's point of view, really kind of cemented the tragic point of it all. Um, mm-hmm. And, oof. Uh, well, they know that Rhaenyra will find out in this one. I mean, they yeah. saw the dragon go heading on to d- relay the message. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, though, uh, in in order to do their coup, they couldn't burn Viserys' body. So he's not even getting a drag it like a targaryen funeral that's sad yeah it's horrible because yeah. uh, she kind of apo- she apologizes to rainies about the lack of fanfare or whatever mm. lack of uh celebration and i'm like girl see this mm. is terrible like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> all that's the for thing. the throne yeah. and because you don't want to play you know because otto doesn't want to play the politics game you know he doesn't want Rhaenyra to have time to challenge basically when really they're the challenge like she was the named heir and they would be the challenge to her throne and it would be a political you know decision or whatever and he doesn't want that so this man who's been ruling for all these years who was uh, who considered you a friend even through all the treachery you did Otto and you won't even give him the proper burial of his house so that you yeah. can usurp a throne. I mean, it's just... Ugh. Yep, some friend. <laughs> I hate Otto Hightower. So me this, too. This episode just showed me that he is literally the worst. Him and yep. Kristen, yep. the worst, uh, yep. period. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That Lannister, what was it? Jason Lannister, you're up yeah. there with him, you nasty. Ooh, yep. hate he made him. me mad this episode in his little bit of screen time. I love when he scurried away. <laughs> he scurried away he from ran. the table. <laughs> <laughs> he was not about that life. He's like, all right, Westerling, go do whatever the hell you want. I'm out. Um, yep. You can fight Kristen Cole over there. Oh, I want oh, that man. fight so bad. Oh, I, I want that fight. It. I wanted it so bad even here because he had been, you can feel it. Ever since Kristen was standing up trying to take kids' eyes out and yeah. all that foolery, yep. Westerling been like, Kristen, you better fall into line, boy. Mm-hmm. He, he's been waiting for Kristen to hop up <laughs> one more time. Uh, but there's Allison too. It's like Allison, you just saw this man murder an old ass Beesberry in cold blood for no damn reason. Yeah. And you're telling your dad he needs to be named uh Lord, Lord Commander. Commander. Like yeah. the the what? No. Yeah. Are you uh, out of your mind, girl? Yeah. Yeah. Hate it. <laughs> that's why she, Hate that's it. why she gets on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, she's it's oh, like girl. they made me feel a little bit more sympathetic to her, but she's still doing things that I'm like, no. Like why? No. <laughs> You are literally employing murderers all around you. Like, they are murdering basically with your consent and sometimes now, when it comes to Laris, with your explicit approval. Right. So, uh, okay. I mean, yeah, you won't murder Rhaenyra. I'm glad for that. But you're still uh, cool with murder happening all around you. Yeah, surrounded by awful, horrible people. (laughs) Shit. I did love that she told her son, I don't know if he'll listen or what, but he's like, look, your grandpa is going to try to get you to kill Rhaenyra. Do not do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I'm glad she at least got that little sneak in before the ceremony, but... So what do you, you got, did you watch the preview for next week or anything? I I watched the preview. I didn't watch the inside the episode. Okay. What what do you think is going to happen? How are you feeling for this setup Uh, for the finale? I mean, it looks like it's going to be pretty intense and I'm sure the war is probably going to break out in the finale and then it'll probably be season two and we really get into it more. But um, I don't know. As someone who didn't read the books, I'm I'm sure it's going to be violent and there's probably going to be at least one major death uh before the season ends i would assume but 
I'm not really sure. It looked like there's a lot of dragon action in the finale, so oh. I'm excited for that. Ooh, let me look. See, this is why I need to watch this because <laughs> I'm like, I was debating. I was like, I don't know how far they're gonna go. Like, yeah, I saw Vagar. <laughs> I saw Vagar. It looked like an action, oh. so I'm kind of excited. Oh, okay. Well, then I think I know where they go. Okay, okay. So, okay. Now I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they push it pretty far. Uh, I didn't think they'd get yeah, that it was, far. It was like Vagar in the rain. It was Vagar in the rain was what I saw, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> Okay, well then, okay, yep, they saved, <laughs> they saved the big one for episode 10, I guess, nice. rather than episode 9, there's going to be some fun action, well, fun, uh, let me put that in quotations, All right. um, <laughs> I kind of thought they would just end off on Dragon's Throne next episode, so they are really pushing that plot forward, okay, mm. it'll be something, it'll be something, alright, but we're going to see lots of politicking also next week, so that they'll have that big action, but... Obviously, Rainier is going to be like, hold up. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, not so fast uh, with that whole pronouncing him king. Business. She's going to be not- so pissed. <laughs> over my dead body, you're going to name him king over me right now. Hold it. <laughs> She's going to be pissed, and then Damon is going to go do something reckless, and I can't wait. Man, Damon ain't going to be about that life either. Over da- like, I mean, Allison told them, Rainier is not going to accept it, and you already know Damon ain't going to accept it. No, so. no. Nah. and now rainy seems i really still wish they would just tell rainy's because right now she's like team black out of necessity right and like basically just because you know like it is what it is uh but i want her to be team black because she believes it you know and she won't believe it until she knows her son is still alive (laughs) (laughs) yeah at that point i think she can kind of forgive rhaenyra right just just tell her (laughs) she can keep a damn secret like i feel like everything in her character has shown that she would like she wanted her son to be safe and she can keep a secret and And she wasn't obsessed with the name like Corliss was like Corliss and I think she would abstain from telling Corliss I think she could handle not telling him and just at least accept and know her son is safe and not a part of this disaster anymore he's in the best position of the whole cast right now it's true (laughs) I'm so happy for him (laughs) I hope he stays far away so he doesn't have to get like killed by any of these people Uh, all right well that was episode nine our focus on the green council this week we have named a new king at least somewhat named a new king for the moment (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed our little recap and discussion of this episode pat do you want to let people know where they can find you uh, sure, you can follow me on Twitter at this pack guy, and I'm also on YouTube. My channel's called Agamoto. Perfect. And of course, you can follow the podcast at Cinemania World on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can follow me at Chili Boy YT on Twitter and Chili Boy Productions on Instagram and YouTube. Of course, I'll have my own little reaction up on the YouTube channel. So if you'd like, come on over and check that out. And make sure you are tuned in because, of course, we're going to be back for the finale next week and all that drama that Pat just informed me we're getting. So <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see the reaction to the finale. But Very excited. We've got a week to go, and then it'll be a two-year drought or so. That's going to... They're really going to leave us on a crazy note, and then we're just going to be sitting here for two years. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Lord. All right. Well, we will catch you next Sunday. Thanks for listening. Bye.